worship today. Praise God. So look, during the last few weeks, we've all been sheltered in place, (laughs) home orders, stay-at-home orders. And during this time, I've spent a lot of time reading scripture, you know, and uh, it's been a real benefit to me. I'll tell you, it's, um, it's something that I've done, of course, I'd say, maybe selfishly speaking, but to encourage myself, but uh, hopefully also to be an encouragement to those around me. And I believe God's, you know, helping me do that. And as I'm sure, as most of you would be, fall in this category, that this stay-at-home order that we've been under for the last few weeks is something that none of us have probably ever gone through. I don't believe that I can recall any type of mandatory stay-at-home order in my lifetime that's occurred here in our country. And uh, so during this time, I've just found tremendous comfort in the Word of God. I found tremendous comfort there, and I've also found a great deal of comfort in being in a place where I'm still before him. And that is not always easy to do. Uh, And even though you and I may have not experienced this mandatory type stay-at-home order that we uh, are going through right now, or shelter in place, you know, whatever you want to call it, we're not the first people in history that have ever experienced this. And in fact, um, I think there have been many in history it's clear if you, if you look at it, that have experienced this in a much more significant or maybe what I would call it in a much more strident way than what we're experiencing uh, during this time. And, and I want to uh, go to the book of John today. Uh, there's been some times when Pastor touched on this as well, and I just feel like the book of John is such a marvelous book. Uh, uh, the Apostle of Love, John was called. And, but the last half of the chapter 20, the 20th chapter, the last half of that is where we're going to be today, verses 19 through 31. And just to give it like a full context, I was going to just use part of this, but I wanted to read this entire portion of, uh, of Scripture here. And uh, I, I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. So if you have your Bibles with you or, or if you uh, have your device, your Bible app, your U version, whatever it may be, or if uh, you're uh, there, you're going to be able to see these verses On the screen. So I want to read this beginning in the the 19th verse of the 20th chapter of John. And it says this On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Now, that's a very important point there. I want us to remember they're locked away because of fear. That's why. They're locked away because of fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Say that with me. Peace be with you. That's a sense that when Jesus said that, he said it in such a gentle tone. Peace be with you. Bringing calm to the situation. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. It's the second time he said that now. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. There would be great comfort in that. Think about that for a minute. They are, they're in their hiding in fear in the locked room. Jesus appears, peace be with you. And then he says, hey, even as the Father sent me, I'm going to send you. There had to be comfort in that because that means, hey, we've got an assignment. 
He's sending us somewhere. He's going to protect us. He's going to keep his hand on us. He's going to walk with us. He's sending us somewhere. Had to be great comfort in that, I believe. And when he said this, he breathed on them. Now listen to this. He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, this is, of course, before the day of Pentecost, but he was still speaking that and breathing that upon them. How many of you would like to just feel the breath of Jesus speaking something to you, whatever it is, and especially receive the Holy Spirit? And then he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now, I'm not talking about forgiveness today. We preached a couple of sermon series, uh, sermons in a series recently. But I just want to say that here's Jesus after the resurrection. He's coming back in, first appearance to the disciples, and he wants to work into what he's saying, forgiveness. He wants to make sure that that point, once again, is taught and communicated. So now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. I felt like there ought to be like eight exclamation points behind that. Can you imagine what that sight must have been like? Eleven of those guys seeing Thomas Hatton? (laughs) It had to be uh, exciting. But he said to them, and this is what Thomas said, Unless I see his hands and the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Thomas is saying, I have given up in my faith. I've given up on it. I don't count this to be anything real anymore. I will never believe. Because when he said that he was, the reason he was saying that, not just one, I want to see the nail scars, I want to put my finger in it, and on top of that, that wouldn't be enough, I want to put my hand in his side. He's basically saying, I'm never going to see that. I'm never going to see that. I'm abandoning, I'll put it. Now, the scripture doesn't record it that way. I'm saying that. I just think he's, at this point, Thomas is abandoning his faith. He's abandoning everything that he has been through for all the miracles he saw and all of the things that he witnessed over that time. And yet, he's saying, I will never, is what he said, I will never believe unless those things happen. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, remember this now, although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, what did he say? Peace be with you. It's the first thing Jesus said again. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Now, if one of you guys had said that or if I had said that, do you think we might have added a little bit of sarcasm to that? Just a little bit? Maybe a little snarky? Hey, hey Thomas! <laughs> I heard what you said. Come here, little man. Put your finger in there. You know, you see this is real. No, Jesus wasn't like that. He didn't have a, a, that kind of DNA. I'm sure he said it as gentle and as loving as he always did. Thomas, I just want to alleviate your stress, man. Come here. Here it is. Now, of course, it didn't require that. But Jesus went on to say, "Do this is, I mean, simple, but do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him. He didn't, he didn't have to do all that that he said he'd have to do. He saw him. 
he heard what he said, and he said, my Lord and my God. That was it. He knew. His faith was reactivated at that moment. Right then. Reactivated. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, John writes. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. By doing what we will have life in his name? Believing. 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 Remember that word with me today. So, now again, Jesus is appearing to the disciples first time after the resurrection. Um, they were in their own version of a, of a stay-at-home order. It was not imposed by the government. It was self-imposed because of fear, the Scripture says. People were after them. I mean, you know, the same people that crucified Jesus, the Sanhedrin, the Jews, the high priest, all those guys wanted to snuff them out because they wanted to quash what they considered this unholy and this uh, blasphemous rebellion. That's what they considered it. That's why they crucified Jesus. They were in fear of him, in fact, and his threat to their power. So they were all in there. Now, in verse 19, it says the doors were locked, and suddenly Jesus was in the room. Now, again, I'm not, those guys, they said the disciples were in the, the room locked up in fear. Scripture says that. Do you think they were more afraid after he showed up or less? I don't know. I would say at the very least they had to be startled. Here's the locked room and Jesus is in there. Now they hadn't seen, they'd heard that he had resurrected, but other than a couple, they, 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 that was the first real time he had appeared to all of the disciples. And so they had to be like startled at the least. And the first words Jesus spoke to them again was, peace be with you. Peace be with you. He knew they were scared. He knew they were afraid. He knew they had a good right to be. Because what he had been through, he knew the circumstances. But he speaks it. Can you hear him saying that to you today? Can you hear it? If you can get to a quiet place, if you can be still before him, and that requires getting away from the news media, social media, phones, computers, TV. You gotta get away from that stuff. You gotta turn it off and put it away. Sometimes somebody somebody told me the other day, man, it took you a long time to return my text. I was like, yeah, I wanted to tell them what I was doing, but I didn't want to, or I didn't feel like it was right. I was being still. I was quiet then. That was what was going on. And 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 you know, it, it's so important to do that. But if you do, you'll hear the voice of the Lord. You will hear from him. And that's when you'll hear him saying things like, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And you see, when you hear those words or other comforting words that the Spirit of God speaks to you when you're in that still and quiet time, there's hope in that. There's hope in captured in those times. Jesus is hope. Everything about him is hope. He is our hope. So when Jesus appeared to the disciples for that first time, only one wasn't there. Thomas was not present. Now, can you imagine, I told you a a second ago, can you imagine the scene? It says in there that they said, we have seen the Lord. That's 
I mean, okay, that's great. I don't think that's how it was. If there's 11 guys that have seen him after all they have been through, he's dead, he's on the cross, he rose again, the doors are locked, here he is, and the only guy that didn't see it was Thomas, and when he shows up, you think, hey, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. (laughs) It's that we've seen the Lord. We've seen the Lord. Thomas, Thomas, you're not going to believe it. The doors were locked. He showed up. It's unbelievable. We've seen him. That's what happened. They surrounded him. They were just all excited. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. It would have been so great to have seen what the reaction was of those guys telling Thomas. But here's old Thomas, man. He didn't care. His faith was gone. Over. Unless I see that verse 25. Unless I see the hands, mark of the nails, place my finger into the mark of the nails, place my hand into his side, I will Never believe. That's what he said. Eight days later, the doors were locked, (laughs) just like before. They were all in there, huddled in there. Thomas is now with the other disciples. He's there this time, and Jesus appears again. He didn't knock on the door. They didn't open the door. He just showed up. But Thomas was there this time. And then again, as before, with Thomas there, he said, Peace be. Peace be with you. And Jesus went immediately to Thomas, just like he did with Peter at another time after Peter had denied him. He sought out Peter. He didn't just let it be like he stood in the room and talked to the other disciples and hung out with them for a little while. And Thomas is stewing over here and trying to figure out what's going on. No, Jesus went to Thomas. He reached out to him. And he reached out to him. And he just said, put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand. Place it in my side. And look, in in a method that only Jesus could do the way he does it, of what I would call direct simplicity, but power. And he did this many times when Jesus spoke. He gave a very clear and a very important instruction. And he said, and he said this, do not disbelieve, but believe. Not real complicated, right? Do not disbelieve, believe. Direct simplicity. The New Living Translation, I wanted to share with you some different translations of what they say. The New Living Translation says, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. The Amplified Version says, do not be unbelieving, but stop doubting and believe. The Passion Translation, Thomas, don't give in to your doubts any longer. Just believe. Say believe. Say believe. That's a word, man. Believe. That's what Jesus is saying. Now, if you guys remember the old hymn, only believe. It's just a chorus. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Then we went on to sing sometimes a little version of that. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. That's what Jesus was saying. And, of course, Thomas was immediately convinced. He didn't require touching his his hands or his side or any of that. He was immediately convinced. My Lord, my God. And although the words of Jesus to, to not disbelieve but to believe were extremely important, I really think that the real important thing that he taught here was in verse 29. And verse 29 says this, Jesus said to him, Speaking to Thomas here specifically, but he's speaking to all of us too. Today he's speaking this. Listen to me. 
Have you believed because you have seen me? Because blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I want to tell you something today. I see this this way. Jesus speaking to Thomas in that room after all that had happened, he is saying that there is a special blessing for those of us who have not seen but believe. That's faith. That's faith. Special blessing for us. We didn't see him, but we believe. Jesus is saying, blessed are those. And that's us. And it's not just there. The scripture I could give you, we could talk a whole uh, sermon or two about this one point alone. But Hebrews 11.1 1, read emphasizes that. New Living Translation reads like this, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. We walk by faith, not by sight. It's not about what you see. It's about what you believe. I saw this thing the other day when I was researching this. It was great. And I wanted to put this up. I think we got a slide for it. Faith is like Wi-Fi. Faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you to what you need. <laughs> think about that. It does, man. How many times do we use Wi-Fi? My son, and he's in here somewhere, the first question he asks at every restaurant, grocery store, house he goes to, where's the Wi-Fi? He asked me this morning, where's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> it has the power to connect us to what we need. So does faith, and you can't see it. So anyway, here's the takeaway on this. The, the, the big idea, if you will, and it's not complicated, what I'm about to share with you, it's not complicated to understand, but it is definitely not so easy to live by. And that is this. It is our faith that God respects. It is our faith that God respects. He honors it, our faith. He honors it, and he is honored by it. God respects us when we exercise our faith. He is honored when we exercise our faith. We honor him. He honors it when we step and exercise our faith. Every time we exercise our faith, we are paying a tribute to God. Every time. Every step of faith we take, every time we grow in our faith, it demonstrates our reverence for who God is. Every single time that we take a step, it could be a small step, it could be a large step. When we take a step in our faith, when we exercise our faith, when we're growing in our faith, it demonstrates our reverence to God. It's respect. He respects it. We're demonstrating that we have placed God in the rightful place that he deserves in the, in, in the place, in the priority of our life. That's what we do when we exercise our faith. We, we put him in the right place. We count on him. We depend on him. And look, when it comes to faith, 
the demonstration of faith um, being activated in our life. I'm not talking about just walking around and, and, and just platitudes and things. I'm talking about really being activated in our life. There's really no way to counterfeit that. You, you can't, it, there, there's no way that uh, a forgery of faith will pass inspection. It, it, it just is not something that you can do. God, of course, would not be fooled by that. But I, I think most people, you just see in the circumstances and how, how they deal with it. And so we must live out our faith. We need to take steps forward. We don't need to be status quo believers. We don't need to be stuck in neutral. We need to be moving forward. I personally believe if you're not moving forward in some form or another, you're really losing ground. You need to move forward in your faith. Each and every day. That's why this resource right now, media, that we uh, have, have offered as a free resource to you, if you have not signed up for this, I strongly encourage you to do that. It is free. It is a gift of this church to you. And it has everything you can imagine from things for your children that are powerful, entertaining. They love it. Our son watched all those things before right now media exists. We bought all the DVDs. The children's resources alone are just amazing. Then there's book studies from great teachers on every book in the, in the Scripture, mainly uh, every book, mostly every book. Um, there's also uh, studies about everything you can imagine from parenting to how to deal with depression and just on and on. It doesn't, how to live in, in faith over fear. It, there's so many great studies in there, you'd never be able to get to all of them. Now they're up to over 35,000. And, and most of them are things that are four to six sessions. They are sometimes go from 10 to 14 minutes. Some of them are a little longer. Some of them are a little shorter. You can use it as a devotional. Or in the same time, this is what I thought about the other day, in the same time you can watch an average movie, just any movie, you can go through a whole series, six-part series, that someone like Tony Evans would teach on First, Second, Third John. Or Louis Giglio would talk about the book of Colossians. Or J.D. Greer would walk you through the book of Jonah. Or whatever it all is, there's so many choices. In the time you have a movie, you can watch the whole thing. Or you can just watch a few minutes a day. That's taking steps in your faith. That's deepening your faith. It's one resource to do it. It's not the only thing, but, but it's something that we've provided you. Please take advantage of it and use that. I just wanted to bring that up because if there's ever a time, if there's ever a time, that we need faith to be growing and increasing in our life, it's now. This, this season that we're in, this is the time our faith needs to be increased more than ever. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's the way, we, we sang a song earlier, and praise team, if you would come back. We sang a song earlier, this is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, God. The way you have to look at that is that the way you're fighting your battles is growing your faith, increasing your faith during this time. And if there's one thing that's attached to this COVID-19, and there's more than one thing, but if there's one set of things that there are, it's this. It's uncertainty. It's doubt. It's anxiety. These are the things that are, is there anything positive attached to that? When you think of this thing, you think of all of those things. Negativity, uncertainty, doubt, anxiety, fear. Where you're in fear. 
That's what's attached to this. So now more than ever, church, now more than ever, we've got to trust God. We've got to trust Him. Will we get through this? Absolutely. Absolutely we're going to get through it. Will we survive? Yes. And a double portion of that. Yes, exclamation point. We're going to survive it. Now, we've made some sacrifices. We've had to go through some things. We've sacrificed some more than others. But with God's help, now listen to me, with God's help and an activated faith. See, when Thomas saw Jesus, his faith was activated. Not just having faith of some kind. He didn't. But I'm talking about an activated faith. If we, through God's help and an activated faith, working in our lives, we will emerge victorious over this season we're in. We're not going to just come through it. We're not going to walk through a valley and and sort of just hang around there. We're going to walk through the valley and climb to the mountaintop. And when we get to the mountaintop, we're going to declare the victory that God has given us. And we may have to endure some discomfort. Many of us already have, and many of us may again. We may even have, in many cases, possibly some suffering. It could be financial suffering. It may be physical suffering. We may have, and, and as Terry said earlier, this church has been so blessed to not have people directly affected by this. There are some that have, don't get me wrong, but in their families. But I mean that no one in our, in our group has been diagnosed with this coronavirus. Praise God. We're praying for that continued protection. But there may be some suffering, but no matter what, we will survive. We will survive. There may be some tears that will be shed in the evening, but joy will come in the morning. It's coming. It's coming, and be encouraged with that. And I want to declare to you today, and I want this to be absolutely clear, so please listen carefully. If we live in and by our faith, and by that I mean living in our faith, walking in it every day, waking up in it, eating your breakfast with it, going through your day, in your faith, and by your faith, by that I mean living by your faith, living in obedience, following the teachings and the instructions of Jesus and that God has provided for us as guidelines to living, If we live in and by our faith, put all of our hope, not some hope, put all of our hope, not some hope in the stock market and some hope in our employer and some hope in what we hope happens with the stay-at-home order and the government and the subsidies. No, all of our hope. We put all of our hope and trust in God. We will not only survive, listen to me now, we will not only survive, but we will free.
believe, I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, I know that God has spoken to me clearly about what I'm about to say to you. This is a time, this time that we're in right now is a time where God is preparing us. He is preparing me. He is preparing my family. He is preparing you. He is preparing us and even our church and our community for those who are uh, in the community of faith. He is preparing us for something greater that he has in store for us that will absolutely be amazing and will blow your mind. You can take that as from the Lord. He is preparing us for something greater. He's doing something new. And we're going to be in there, man. We're going to plug in. So during this season, during this storm, as we walk through this valley, and it's difficult, man, our faith is being tested. So Thomas's was. Our faith is being tested. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm speaking for myself. As many of you know, most of you do, my wife and I own a small business. She's gone and taken over that and worked there as I am working in ministry. And, and the fact is, I'm going to be honest and if I weren't to say this, I wouldn't be honest. I got anxiety. Oh, yeah. I'm concerned about the uncertainty. I have some doubts floating through my natural mind. Did you hear what I said? My natural mind. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I'm a, I'm a little, there's a little bit of fear there. And you know why? Because our business that we have worked hard and had for 10 years is in the balance. You look at it from any metric and any measure, our business is in jeopardy. That's the truth. I can prove it to you if I needed to. By any measure. But guess what? <laughs> He's leading me to a place of safety. He's leading my family to a place of safety. And it doesn't matter. It really doesn't said it like this. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. The Amplified Bible says, do not be unbelieving. Stop doubting and believe. And the Passion Translation said, Thomas,
to share this with you right here. Believe that God is faithful. Look at 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. Believe that he is able. Romans 4, 21. Believe that his word is true. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Believe that he is a promise maker and he is a promise keeper. Joshua 21, 45. And believe this, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, 8. He is with you. He is with us. Still for a moment before you, God. Just get 
just, just calm. Be calm. Take a deep breath and just say, Jesus. And then I want you to hear, 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 hear the words of Jesus to you. Listen very, just quietly, listen. Hear the words of Jesus today. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Wherever you are, Jesus is saying, peace be with you. And in these troubled times, that message that he gave, it's simple and it's clear. And he intends it for you today. Peace be with you. And as we close, I want to just say, if you want prayer for anything, you can connect with us. You can text the word prayer, just that word, prayer, to 479-1555. It's a different way of doing things because we're not here together. Giving you a way to connect. Prayer to 904-479-1555.